Just hello. I am Lisa Smith Putnam, and you're listening to Your Pets, My Dogs. And I always tell people when they ask, hey, that's an interesting name for a radio show. And I say, well, I have to be honest with you. I'm going to talk about your pets or your animals for wherever you are in the world. And eventually, I'm going to get back around to my dogs. So once again, you're listening to Lisa Smith Putnam on Your Pets, My Dogs. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today I am really excited. She might not think so, but I I call her my new best friend. I think uh, you guys, the youngsters, Rose, I think they call them BFFs or something like that. But (laughs) we are going to speak with Miss Rose Ordelli, just as in the deli sandwich. Rose, I don't know. See, now I'm even calling you a sandwich, but (laughs) it's Rose Ordelli. So... Listen, sit right there. That's kind of like what I when I tell my dogs. Stay put. We are going to be right back in just a second. So, well, welcome back. And as promised, we have Miss Rose Ordelli in the studio with us. Actually, she's not in the studio. She is uh, on her phone a few, well, I guess a couple thousand miles away, but not too far for us to reach out and touch her. Rose, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you, Lisa? Thank you for having me on. Oh, let me tell you, I was so excited to speak with you. It's not even funny. And I just want to you know, brag a little bit about you because I'm just going to throw out some names and let people start to, to wonder. You have been associated with such wonderful projects as uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua Dogs, uh, or excuse me, I should just say Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, Morris the Cat, Garfield, the Target Dog. What else can I say? Oscar Meyer, Shaggy Dogs, and un- well, I guess I could go unlimited, on and on and on. And I'm sure people are saying, well, those are some high-powered animals and shows. Let me just throw out a couple more. Dr. Doolittle 2, Cheaper by the Dozen, 1 and 2, by the way, uh, some of my favorite movies. And now, drumroll, Rose, what the heck did you do in all these awesome movies? Well, I work with dogs and cats mostly, but I work with all kinds of animals. I have a business. It's called Animals of a Different Color, and I call myself an animal color specialist. I may also be known as a makeup artist or a stylist. And what I do is when we are working, I'm an animal trainer as well, But when we're working on these projects, whether it's a film or a commercial, we'll use two, maybe up to four animals to play the part of one. So I work with the animal actors, the stars. And what I do is I will cut their hair and I will color them and create them all to look alike so that when we're doing the films or commercials and the public is watching them, you never know when the trainers are switching the dogs, cats, cows, horses, whatever it may be, in and out. So I create them all to play the part of one. And I got to tell you, I am just 
fascinated by, by this. I mean, one movie that I did not mention, and you can correct me if it is not so, but did you have anything to do with the 1001 Dalmatians? I just did promo shots for 101 Dalmatians, and that was adding spots to the Dalmatians for the promo shots so that they would look alike. Mm-hmm. Some of the latest films that came out this year was The Artist. Oh, yeah. Three dogs that played the part of one. Augie, who is very well known, he is the hero dog. So it's like <laughs> your actor, you have your hero. And then there was two other dogs. One would be used to just maybe stand in for lighting, and one may be used for just little to give Uggy a break, but Uggy took on most of the role and did most of the majority of the work in that because he was so well seasoned and trained. But all the dogs had to have the same look. So I created that look with the little spots on their tails and their back and their faces to all look alike. Well, Rose, I have to say to you, I think one of the reasons I'm so excited to speak with you and just fascinated by your work is because I know how difficult it is with my three guys to, you know, have them maybe wear some sunglasses for, you know, the family photo, <laughs> put on a baseball cap. I cannot imagine them sitting still long enough for me, who they, they love and adore, to, to do any sort of, uh, I'll say, extra things to. So even though we haven't met in person, but although we've spoken quite a few times and exchanged some emails, I just get the sense that you have got to be pretty special and pretty spectacular because you are, uh, when you get the call to travel anywhere in the world, I would imagine, when you get the call, you have to go out and meet some of the animals for the first time and get to know them in a hurry and then do what it is that you do. I mean, I've seen pictures with you with some massive elephants, horses. So I'm, I'm very impressed. Can you speak to us a little bit as far as how you, you know, initially interact with the animals to let them know, you know, what it is that you're going to do? Um, what makes my job easier are the wonderful trainers that own these animals. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a beautiful bond with the animals and the training of them. And, and we work hand in hand. I'll work with the trainers as well. Because when they come to the shop, and, and everybody calls it the, the spa day, <laughs> but the animals are so well trained. And they're studio trained. So they're, they're trained to, you know, sit in different places, be around different people. That, that's part of, you know, them becoming an actor. Mm. Um, so when they come to what I call my shop that everybody else calls it the spa, it's like going to the spa for the day. They come here, <laughs> they, they get their face washed, they get a body massage, they get a manicure, they get a pedicure, and then they get... Oh, wait a minute. I, I, I want to come. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of the day, they have a whole new do. <laughs> wow. But it does work hand-in-hand hand with the trainers. Mm -hmm. The trainers have already done their, their job of what they need to do with the animal for the training. That makes my job a lot easier because they've already created that a trust. And, and for me being an animal trainer as well, I, I do what I do in breaks or all in short sessions. Someone says, like, how long does it take? Well, it may take the whole day. But there's rest periods for the animal, there's playtime for the animal, and then him just to be who he is. Aw. See, I told you, you're just, you, you're, you're love, and, and the animals, 
they uh, must absolutely feel that, and that's why you're able to probably do what it is that you do. One of the things that I am very curious about, and you and I actually spoke about this earlier, but I want the audience to hear directly from you. Probably one of the most recognizable animals out there present day is the target dog, that little cute dog that has that bullseye, bam, right on his eyeball. Or not on his eyeball, but on his eye. And that's one of your folks, right? I don't own the target dog. There's a company called uh, Worldwide Movie Animals, and the owner of the target dog, his name is Dave McMillan. I am his colorist. I do the logo on the eye, is that is what I do. Mm -hmm. And then we travel together wherever we travel. Target does a, a lot of events. They sponsor, they sponsor a lot of events. They sponsor schools and education. They have an event right now going on called Give with Target. Mm -hmm. But with that, I have to say, you know, everybody says, you know, who's the most famous animal you worked with? And I have to say he's one of the most famous and recognizable animals from, from child to an adult to any, any person nationally and internationally. They all recognize that dog. They all recognize that dog. But the, the good part about all this with all the animals that I work for, for the, I think is the most important for television and films, majority of, about a high percentage of the majority of the animals, especially the dogs and cats, not maybe so many the bears or whatever, come from shelters, oh, which wow. a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. They're all either come from a shelter or come from a rescue. And I would have to say 95% of the dogs and cats that are in the business come from, from a shelter. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that's great because there's so many animals in a shelter just waiting for a home. And this is a good, like a lot of the, a lot of the dogs that are in shelters, they're, they're placed in shelters because of bad behaviors. In our business, they get rewarded for those bad behaviors, you know, the, the cat jumping on the counter, knocking something over. <laughs> He's getting rewarded for that. You may not want that in your home, but for what we do, it's perfect. So it gives them a great, beautiful life. Well, I love the fact that the animals or some of the animals, you know, come from shelters because as we both know and our listeners as well, so many wonderful animals are in the uh, shelters. And, you know, we are actually doing a special show dedicated to the shelters around the uh, country that are doing some pretty wonderful and, and powerful things. But I also want to address with you, because I know a lot of people are saying to themselves, so I'm going to say it out loud, Rose, they're saying, hmm, and they're probably doing exactly like that, hmm, <laughs> they are probably wondering the product that you use. You know, a lot of people are very sensitive these days, as I, because two out of three of my dogs have food allergies. So I am sure people want to know the chemicals or products or not that you use, you know, with the dogs. So can you speak to us uh, about that? Absolutely. Um, it's not chemicals. All my products are non-toxic and they're animal safe. Okay. Two thumbs um, up use, for you on that. Uh, yeah. I use pure like raw pigments and minerals to create them. And sometimes they're created into a temporary or permanent. Because sometimes in, in a temporary, maybe the next day the animal may be working on a commercial that day and he might have another commercial at the end of the week and he has to go back to his regular luck. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be a more permanent base in a sense if we're working in rain machines or, or if he's having to swim in the water or something, you know, where you can't have it dripping down his face. And then when I first started, when I first started in the business, it was, it, it was a learning curve because I was just creating a look 
Like I could take a long-haired dog, cut his hair down to match the other dog. And then I had to go on a long learning curve on what it is can I use that's safe to an animal. You can't use human products because animals lick and groom themselves. So you don't want them ingesting any type of chemicals mm-hmm. that, that we put, you know, in our hair. <laughs> but, but um, so this is, it's all non-toxic and it's all safe, yes. Great. Because I know when I, you know, when I first went to your website, and I want to give that a shout out, and people can go there and, and see some really cool pictures and also learn a little bit more about you, that's animalcolorist.com. And, and I'll make sure I put a link up there from our website to yours. But when I went there, I was all excited to see the before and after pictures of some of the animals that you have, you know, done and that you featured. So, Rose, tell me, at all your years and experience, what has been the, well, let's say the most adventurous or the most challenging project that you've had to do? Have you been, you know, in snowy weather trying to, I don't know, yeah, but but share with us, a, you know, one. I would say in, in the movie Eight Below, I spent a couple weeks in Greenland. Oh. And... That was challenging because of the freezing conditions. And um, the reason why I went there is the animals that we were using for the film, they wanted to do, they wanted to do this on the sled where, the, where a dog is on a single line. Now, usually for dog sledding, we know that the dogs are on it's a tandem hitch. There might be one lead dog, and then it goes two, 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 and two. Mm-hmm. So when that dog takes off, everybody else is going as well. They wanted to do what was called a single hitch, where each dog is on a, a single line. And the trained dogs weren't quite used, they weren't, they weren't used to that. And in Greenland, that's how they do their dogs in Greenland. Hmm. It's a sled, and then each dog is on a single line. And the most amazing part about that was, like, if they, they'll go uphill, and then when they, when they come to come downhill, they split up. The dogs split up, and they go behind the sled, and they act as the brakes. Oh, wow. For the sled to come down. It was quite interesting. It was very interesting. So I had to take their sled dog, the mushers' sled dogs, and color them to look like our acting dogs that were on the film. Just for that single hitch sequence. 